Hey Dreamers, Joe Pardo here, and real quick, I just want to say thank you so much for the nomination for the 12th Annual Podcast People's Choice Award in the business category. In three and a half years, you know, I, I never really thought that I would uh, get nominated for any kind of awards or anything like that when it comes to this show. I love doing it. Um, I love what it's done for other people and what it's done for me, the lessons that I've learned and the lessons that it's taught other people and the P and the network of people that it has created has been absolutely incredible raising money for charity, um, to, to just changing lives. I'm just incredibly grateful to be the messenger on this journey with you uh, listening so thank you so much I'm, I'm super honored and we'll find out September 30th if we win the business category for the podcast awards and now on to the show hey dreamers my guest today is making his dreams come true by folding paper for a living which sounds absolutely awesome and incredible and uh, I'm so glad that he found me on iTunes. So if you haven't found me on iTunes, it's Dreamers Podcast. You might have to scroll a few over, um, but the ones with all the markers. Anyway, Dreamers, I'd like to welcome to the show Ross Simmons. Hey, what's up, Joe? Hey. Oh, I didn't mean to like put you in the on the spot and make you all all stiffen up like your your paper. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> paper folding there. Um, so. Ross, you found me through iTunes, which is incredible. Uh, I think it was one of those, like, what, I think you said it was, like, one of those shows that, like, if you like this show, check out this show. Yeah, it was a suggestion. So I was just looking through podcasts. I mean, I listened to quite a lot of podcasts. So I was just like, oh, this looks interesting. And I, I like the, uh, the little markers. It was a pretty striking, uh, what do you call it, avatar? or um, uh, iTunes cover art. Cover art? Cover art. Yeah, that's it. So I was just like, hey, let's hit this guy up, see what he says. Oh, that that is so great. I am so happy that you did. Um and and you know, so for, for those that don't know, Ross Simmons is a professional and we were trying to figure out this before, uh Instagram Instagramist, Instagram er Instagram er. I think it's Instagram er for Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. And yeah, and origami artist as well. So living that's... living in Cape Town in South Africa. So I think you're the first <laughs> native South African that I actually know. Like I I know people that have visited there, live there, uh not necessarily Cape Town, but in South Africa. But I think you're the first South African that I know. Is that is that the cool. correct term, South African? South African is South Africanist? No, it's South is African. It? <laughs> South African er. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, so Ross, why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself and like, cause I mean this, this, I don't, I've never met any, uh, professional Instagram-y, oh, Instagrammers. Um, like my sister has a pretty big following at like 47,000, but you're, well, you're well over a hundred at this point. Yeah. And I think, you know, as, as an Instagrammer, you know, it's, it's not really, how many followers you have on Instagram, weirdly enough. It's not like you reach a, you know, above 50,000 and then you, you get this like Instagram level, whatever, like things change for you. I think it's just, it's just about using the platform in order to, you know, to create a living for yourself and to create some sort of income. Cause I personally know people that have well over 60,000 followers and they still have day jobs. They still, they just, 
they just well they just have no interest in doing that i just found that by me using instagram to create uh, you know or to put put the work i was doing out there that was the instagram was the platform that i used uh, i just found you know through I, just a series of crazy things that happened that cool i can actually make some money from this and now with the whole what they call uh, influencer marketing where they have people with large followings uh when i say they i, I mean brands and and companies and and other artists and creatives uh on online they use they use their the the followings of the instagrammers to to kind of you know i, I want to say push product but it's it's kind of like it's it's a little bit more, it's less advertising sort of um, focused and more collaboration in terms of, well, cool, we've got this product that we would like to share with uh, your audience because we feel that your audience and the people that follow you um, kind of will respond a bit better to, instead of just blasting a TV ad out or a radio ad. So let's use people that are, I mean, an example would be like, guys, there, there are Instagrammers who, just wear cool shoes so you know a company like nike or adidas or whatever would go to them and say hey cool um you know we want to do a collaboration with you here's some shoes or here's some shoes and some money could you do a little post about it or it's, it, and and again it's like the nature of the internet it's always changing this but they are there's just there's so much crazy stuff happening at the moment and i just feel very privileged to to be part of that and yeah and you know and being on a podcast like yours just explaining to people that you can literally take an idea that you have, which I had, which we'll get into shortly, and just put it, put your ideas out there. And if you do it in a sort of curated or um, uh, just in a way that is is a bit more digestible for people, then who knows what could happen? It's one it's one of those cases of you know just doing something that you enjoy, something that excites you, put it out there. Don't be scared to put it out there, regardless of what the, the outcome will be. And amazing things could happen. Oh, I, I totally see that. Um, okay, so so why don't we go go into your background before you got to Instagram, uh, and then we'll, we'll work our way from there. So I just in South Africa um I grew up in Johannesburg which is like the uh, one of the main cities it's a big it's a massive city and I studied a couple of things I went to hotel school I was a radio DJ for a while <laughs> I played music for a while well not I didn't play music professionally but I was I was always into music and sound so I decided uh, that I wanted to go study again I I went and studied uh, computer programming so I got into yeah, just building websites and that sort of thing, which landed me a job in Cape Town as a web developer. So I was building applications and websites, which was in the create. It was in the the sort of advertising space, so doing websites and stuff for creative agencies and that sort of thing. And just over the course of sort of four years while I was in Cape Town, I I just wasn't feeling very inspired by what I was doing in my in my work. Um, I enjoyed the work and I was good at it, but it was just, I was always doing things on the side. I was always making music or, you know, just messing around. And one of the things that I was doing at the time was, uh, this was around sort of 2013, was I found this fascination with folding paper. It was literally just something for me to do while, or while I should have been working kind of thing, you know. And yeah, so that's kind of how it got me to, uh, to where I am now. 
So like origami wasn't a thing. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. What year was it that you you started? Folded well, paper? the first the first time I ever folded anything was I was about 21. So it was I think 2002 or 2003. Oh, and okay, all I okay. all I could all I could ever fold was that you know the little paper crane, which is like the little bird that that is synonymous or, or that is you know uh, linked to origami. And so I just did that for years and years and years. And then in 2013, when I was somehow just getting really bored with my job, I just found I was doing a lot of tutorials. I had a lot of origami books around me. So I was just finding that I was more fascinated in folding paper and trying to get better at that than I was in anything else. So at the beginning of 2014, I I had an Instagram account already. And I decided that, cool, I was going to take an entire year of my of, of the, the entire year of 2014 and dedicate that year to getting better at origami. And that kicked off a 365-day origami project where I folded one figure every day for a year. That was the plan. I had about 120 followers on Instagram and I was just like, well, it wasn't about the following. It wasn't about the likes and comments. It was about me wanting to document this little origami journey I was about to, to go out on. And just fold one figure every day for the year, and that was that. That was that was kind of how the whole project started. Yeah. Wow. And that was in um twenty so for twenty fourteen. Is that when your 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 following rapidly started to expand? So I was still working a day job uh, in advertising at the beginning of twenty fourteen, and about three months into the the year, I just. I was working late nights and getting told by my boss, you have to do this, have to do that. And it, it just, it hadn't sat well with me taking orders from someone. It never had, uh, even from school. I just, I battled with <laughs> authority a little bit. So I knew in the back of my mind that at some point I was going to try and do my own thing. So at the beginning of 20, well, sort of three months into the year, I quit my job and I was going to do freelance work. So I had this this skill, you know, as a web developer, which I could use. I had a plan to start a business with a friend of mine as well. So that was the plan. I was going to make money by doing freelance web development work, which I had quite a lot coming in. And I just thought, cool, the worst that can happen is I can just go back and do the job again. I hadn't burnt any bridges. So I was just like, cool, listen, I'm going to go try to do my own thing. So if it doesn't work out, could I maybe come get a job again? And they were like, cool, it's, it's all good with that. So, and so I started with the freelance works and the origami thing was just something I was doing on the side. So I was kind of focused on starting this business with a friend of mine, but people were coming up to me saying, Hey man, this, this thing we're watching you do on, on Instagram is really cool. It's like, you know, and I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun for me. It, you know, it's, it keeps me kind of focused on uh, just doing this every day for the for the entire year. And things started changing about halfway through the year when I branded the Instagram account. So I'd always wanted my own brand. I mean, anyone who's been in the advertising or creative spaces, like at some point thought, oh, I just want my own brand. You know, whether it's a shoe brand or you want to sell toothpaste or a t-shirt brand, you want to sell caps, whatever. So I thought, cool, I have this origami thing. Why don't, why don't we just call it something? So I called it white on rice, like the term uh, white on rice. You, you've got it covered. You're all over the place, that sort of thing. So it was a play on that. And it was cool because white is generally the color of paper. Uh, rice is Asian. Origami is an Asian or, or Japanese uh, art form. So it worked well as, as the brand name. And as soon as that happened, then I think the perception of the project and the perception of what people saw me doing 
was a little bit different. So it was no longer just this guy folding paper every day. It was like this origami inspired lifestyle brand. And I started getting contacted by people to, I remember the first time I got a job, uh, doing origami, someone contacted me and said, Hey, we'd like you to fold uh, 250 pigs for a, a, like an installation at a restaurant. So I was like, okay, cool. They're like, cool. Can you send us a quote? And I thought a, a quote, okay, cool. So you're going to pay for this. That's pretty cool. I thought, okay, well, you know, send them the quotes and they paid the money and I folded the pigs and I got paid to do my hobby. And I was just like, like really, um, stoked i think is the word <laughs> i just couldn't believe that that you know me just doing this thing it had nothing to do with what i thought about origami it was just i was very intrigued by the fact that people would pay money for it and would want that much in in one single installation so the year went on uh, i got featured by instagram which changed everything for me because that so that was in about uh, october so this is about 10 months into the project um i got featured by instagram and I got featured on a whole bunch of blogs and uh, news websites around around the internet, and yeah, which that just continuously or, or just uh, kicked my following up to like, jeez, I don't know. It started getting close to about forty forty five thousand towards the end of the year, and it was around that time that I was doing again. I was just putting ideas out onto Instagram, and I saw cool, you know. D- there are brands and, and stuff out there. So let's just, let's just see what could happen um, by me just putting other, ide- other ideas out there. And I started making uh, stop frame animations. So little animations with paper, you know, watching a piece of paper turn into whatever. And as soon as I started doing that, then brands saw, okay, cool. It's not just photographs he can do. He can also tell little stories. And the first time, yeah, at the end of that year, that was the end of 2014, I got a... Uh, a request from a company in France to say, Hey Ross, um, we really like what you're doing on Instagram and, uh, this origami thing is really cool. So we, uh, this is, we have a budget for a little ad campaign. Would you be able to go with it, go with it? And that was more money than I was making like in a month at my previous job. So I just thought, you know, if I get this right and I carry on doing these sort of things, I don't have to do anything else. And as soon as I made that decision, that was at the end of 2014, I just decided I'm just going to do this all the time. And yeah, so that was nearly well over two years ago, and I haven't looked back. Wow, 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 wow! That 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 is that is amazing, man. And and all the while, I mean, you're you you probably still didn't even feel like you were that good at it <laughs> at the time. Yeah, exactly. Because you yeah, only, exactly. you know, like you said, you only did the crane up until like you made that decision, and in one year's time, you were probably like, yeah, I mean, it's good, but like, there's other probably origami masters out there. Um, but the thing is, is not every it's it's something is like everybody knows of it because of growing up, right? Like growing up, it's something that you you find out about. Um, but it's not something that's like everybody's doing, right? So it's not like you're like, oh, I'm the weight loss guy. Like, yeah, you and like everybody else get in line. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's something people are familiar with, so they can digest it. But it's not so oversaturated. I'm sure there's other people doing origami out there, but but probably. I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe some of them, but probably most of them are not to the level in which you're carrying it because of the way that you carry your your branding of like, I'm going to to make this. Uh, I am the brand, but but white on rice is the is the name for it. Yeah, pretty much, and I, and I think that I mean just what you're saying about um, you know other artists out there. I think um, there are many other origami art. Well, I say many. There's there's a few origami artists out there, but 
very few of them have used the internet and used uh, social media to kind of launch their careers like I did. And I'm starting to see a lot of um, up and coming artists, not only with origami, but particularly um, in the creative space. People are using Instagram and social media effectively because Instagram is very different uh, in terms of how, firstly, how you interact with the platform and how you interact with others as well. And I just think that uh, as creative, well, I, I say creative people, I mean, there are businesses launching on Instagram all the time. And if you understand the way, the psychology of how we use Instagram, you yourself, you know, the person using uh, the application, then if you know what you like, then all you have to do is be very conscious of that and be like, well, I'm just going to try and create my brand around what I think, uh, what others might like as well. I, I, I'm saying that now, but in hindsight, I mean, I, I just, I think back to the the project I did, I had no intention of ever turning this into anything more than having 365 folded figures at the end of the year. That was my, you know, 365 figures end of the year. That was my goal. And I think because I stayed focused on that and I just kept myself excited about what I was doing, the rest of it kind of happened on the sideline. I mean, I don't think it's a, it's a sound business. Well, I say it's not a sound business model, but if you had to explain to a, a very kind of shrewd businessman, oh, well, I've got this business idea. I'm going to fold one thing every day for the year and turn it into like this origami brand. And I'd like you to invest in me. It'd be like, I'm eh, not so sure about that, man. So I think it, you just have to be doing something that you really enjoy and something will come of it. And if you have an expectation of that, well, this is what I want to do because I want to make a lot of money or I want to get famous or I want to, you know, be featured on this and this and that. It doesn't work like that. Well, maybe it does. Maybe there is some sort of, you know, algorithm that you can you can work out. But I, I just think that if there is an idea that you have, just put it out there and see what happens. Well, the thing is, is um, I think the difference there is because I'm not opposed for people of people wanting to do that. It's, it, I'm more clear on like, hey, what define su what success looks like for you, right? It could look different for everybody. Um, but what I will say is uh, if you start out doing, I'm going to do 365 uh characters or whatever 365 whatevers for a year um you better be prepared for no one to care <laughs> and and maybe finish it and no one to care right so like you need to know that that just because you're doing it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to um pan out into anything let alone um you know if you're trying to push it to uh, companies so so a lot of times like organically this is the kind of thing that can happen if it, if it's going to happen right um because like you said pitching it to a to a person it's like that's great where's the where's the money part come in yeah, like you know exactly. he's like yeah you're following these papers that's great but like where's the part where we make money <laughs> Dude, t tell me about that part um yeah and, exactly. and it might still seem far-fetched i mean once you've done it and you've been like yeah look look how much money i've uh, made in this and that's only to the person that's really concentrated on the money aspect of it but you, you see where i'm going with that i, I yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah i just think that what's gonna keep you going is the exactly like you said you you have to be okay with at the end of the project like no one being as happy about it as what you are like you literally have to be okay with doing this for the rest of your life for no money and just doing it because you want to do it. You know, that that's all it is. It's like 
it's it's that whole thing of yeah just just do it as as often as you can as much as you want and just make sure that it excites you every time and when it stops exciting you find the other thing that excites you and also that i think we we get put under a lot of pressure these days but particularly in the you know people who want to start their own thing and what do you want to be when you grow up i mean or what do you want to be what do you want to do with your life i think that's that's quite a it's a very difficult question to answer and you feel pressurized in like oh well um, I want to be, cause I, to be honest, I still don't really know what I want to be. You know, I, I don't know. I know that what I'm doing now excites me and I enjoy it, but I don't know if this is what I'm going to be doing for the next five, 10 years. And I'm okay with that. And I, I just think that, like I said, it's, it's, it's difficult for, to get asked that question. Like, okay, well, where do you see yourself in five years? It's like, I don't really know where I'm going to see myself in a year from now. I mean, I have goals, I have ambitions, but it, those things could change. I mean, for me, Instagram could decide, cool, we're going to switch Instagram off for the next five years and see what happens. I mean, then what do I do? Then I have to focus on this craft that I've developed, which is the, the origami thing. So I think that if you are listening and, and you're thinking of moving into that space of like, cool, I want to go do my own thing, just know that it's not going to come for free. It's going to have to be you guided by something that's really telling you to do it and make just make sure that you're doing it because you want to do it. You, you're not doing it because if all you're going to chase is money and, and some glory, by the time you get there and you get those things, it's going to be not, it's not going to be as satisfying as, as what you think it will be. So I, I think in your case, though, um, you know, because now that you have that that background, like you you could reach out to more brands like, you know, you could reach out to more brands and be like, hey, look at the, my portfolio of what I've done for other ones. And the reason is because you're not a graphic designer, which they probably have like a warehouse full of you in, <laughs> you know, in in uh, in command um, or or a video, you know, a the film dude who makes, you know, a videographer who's making like really awesome film, but it's like they probably have a lot of those on staff already or they're hiring these companies. Well, your diff, you know, your differentiator is that that the fact that you're the the uh origami guy and there isn't like you know, probably a ton of you around, you know, guys doing origami that that come up with these creative things and have already put it into play. I mean, I'm looking at your Instagram right now, and I see uh, you did one for for PlayStation France. Is that the PlayStation FR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, PlayStation recent, France. Yeah. I mean, that's that's incredible. I mean, I see I see that you you know I went I just went to their face uh, their Instagram page, and three days ago they they posted a video and um. I, I don't want to hit play because I don't know if there's sound on these videos, but yeah, there there is sound. <laughs> yeah, and it'll come totally come through on the recording. So I don't want to do that, but I but like you, you see where I'm getting with this. Like for you've gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, Instagram's great, but if Instagram went away tomorrow, you you actually have a business. I I, I like to think so. I hope so. I think I, I've kind of developed Definitely. what, what uh, something that has that is there. It's just the thing is, I think I'm deep down. I'm I just know I need to be creating all the time and at no point do I settle. I don't settle with like, cool. I'm cause if I did settle, if I, if I was like, cool, I'm getting good at origami, but that's kind of where it, where it ends. And I didn't explore the stop motion animation thing. Then none of nothing would have come of that. So for me, I'm just always looking for not really what the next thing is, because I think the next thing implies that you're looking for the next thing that's going to please 
you know, the, the masses. But what is the next thing that I am interested in? I mean, right now I have a fascination with electronics, like very basic uh, electronics. And it's something that I've been tinkering with. And I think with my web development kind of understanding and my little bit of understanding of music and sound or whatever, something will come of that. And and it's just a fascination I have. It's just this this itch that I have to scratch. And why I, I get these urges and itches, I have no idea. But I will explore it until it gets to a point where I'm like, well, I'm not really into this thing anymore. I mean, just the things that over the years, the, the number of things that I've tried and I don't want to say failed at, I just got to the point where I'm like, mm, this is not working for me anymore and just move on to the next thing. So, and in the business that I have, I am continuously, continuously exploring what the next thing will, will be. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So if Instagram does decide, cool, I'm going to switch off, I could potentially start maybe a, a studio of some kind, you know? So, but it's like everything I'm saying and, and, you know, it, it's regardless of what it sounds like, it's like anyone can do this. I'm not just this person that has these crazy skills. I'm not the best origami artist in the world. I'm, I, I, I don't think I'm on the top, you know, 50 list, but the way I've used it is different. And it's it, like, it's, uh, I said to you earlier, it's, it's digestible. People get it. They're like, cool. And a brand like PlayStation, for example, would be like, well, okay, there's some, they have a, 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 one of the games has a little origami figure in it. Uh, I haven't actually played the game. It's a little big so they planet? Were, no, I think the game's called Heavy Rain. It's got like a little. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm for, I'm for, I haven't played it, but I'm familiar with it. Well, maybe maybe the game you mentioned as well. So I think they were just like, cool, this guy, Instagram, origami, let's do something. And you'll be, what I've started noticing, particularly with, with origami, is there's a lot of geometry-based or sort of origami-inspired stuff out there. So, because it all, I mean, it all comes back to geometry. It's all lines on paper or lines on, on something, you know, to form certain shapes. Yeah, you are right. It is heavy rain. Um, which is actually high, very highly rated um, from when it came out back in 2010. Uh, apparently, it's on PlayStation 4 as well. Um, yeah, so I, I, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I firmly believe that you definitely have a business and that you, I mean, because you, you've made, and you're right, you don't have to be the best, right? Like, if you, I always like to use the, uh, the example of like Nirvana, right? The band, they, they were just playing in the garage and they really sucked and they just kept sucking. And then a few more people came <laughs> by and they maybe sucked a little less and sucked a little less and a little less and a little <laughs> less and a little less. And then finally, the, the couple of people that came by the garage turned into a lot of people that were coming by the garage. And, uh, you know, and they grew from there. So, uh, you know, and it didn't mean that they were the best, uh, you know, you don't have to be the best uh, musician to be in a band. You just have to be, play your part, right? Like you have to be that piece of the of the puzzle to make it all work. So, I, no, I, I totally um, believe in what you got is, is definitely uh, a business that's bigger than just an Instagram account. It's great that you have that following. It, 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 I mean, obviously it helped and launched and, get that going for you but um you know if it went away tomorrow i i, I think that you're going to be all right cool thank you i appreciate that you're very but welcome it, thanks but it and again i mean i i just i like really pushing this that it's not you know it's not for an exclusive bunch of people that this can happen it's literally just use the channels you particularly the free channels i mean social media is 
free for most of us. For, for the people, if you're listening to this, you probably have access to the internet, you know, which is, is a luxury that not a lot of people have. So if you have an idea, put it out there and see where it goes. And it literally could turn into something that you just have no, no, in your wildest dreams, you could never imagine that this is where it could end up. So um, how did your family take it when you were like, I'm, I'm doing this origami thing. I'm going to do it for 365 days. And, and then, <laughs> then how, how did they take it when you were like, yeah, so um, I, I left my job. <laughs> I left my job, mom. I think that my family could see that I wasn't really happy in, in what I was doing. Uh, so they just, when I quit my job, they were like, cool, we'll give it a go. And, you know. Uh, I, owe, I mean, obviously I, I, I've just, I'm very close with my family. So I have that advantage as well. I, I had some, someone's couch that I could go crash on if I didn't have any money. And just knowing that is, it's comforting. And I think that it definitely helped me take that, take that risk, you know, take that chance of like, cool, let's go do this thing. But they were very supportive. And even, I think they just saw what was happening on Instagram and, they understood it as as you know as much as what I did or didn't really because like the social media is is a very new thing and uh, Instagram in particular is a very young social media platform so to just say cool well I'm just gonna go do this thing put it out on Instagram and uh, you know just see what happens is it was a little bit daunting but I just thought well I I didn't think what if it fails? I just thought like, what am I going to do next? That's what I kept coming back to. What is the next thing that I'm going to fold? What's the next project I'm going to kind of just wrap all of my existence into and, and just see what happens. And I just, whenever I start thinking about where is this going and what happens if this happens and whatever, I just remind myself like, well, what thinking or what attitude got me to where I am right now? And just go back to that. And I'm in that kind of flow if you want to call it so so yeah that's that's just i i feel like i said i feel very fortunate and also i feel very fortunate to have a, a family and a, a group of friends who support me all the way oh, that that definitely goes a long way in making sure that everything happens the way you want it you know that your way you're hoping for it to happen or need it to happen um because ha not having support is, is yeah it's not it's not a good feeling for sure mm. Um, what's been the biggest roadblock for you? Hmm. It's a good question. I think, I mean, it's, it's actually happened when you say roadblock, you, you mean like what's stopped things from kind of flowing or just... yeah, like stopped you from like continuing or stopped, um, like what kind of stuff have you had to... Uh, face along the way that you you know what's like the biggest thing you've had to face along the way that that could have potentially like stopped you in your tracks well i think you know i could have at any point i could have just decided well this is not really something that could turn into anything more than that so i think the biggest obstacles that i had to get over were you know my doubting mind which we all have you know we you, everyone's got that voice inside that just says but what happens if you don't make it? What happens if you don't? How are you going to make money? And I think for me, it was just bypassing that those thoughts. And, you know, through whatever it was, whether it's meditation or speaking to someone or just really getting it out and just talking about it and, and realizing that it's it's normal fears that, that everyone has. 
that uh, if you can turn that off and that was for me like i was i just i worked on making sure that i wasn't stopping myself from doing something that yeah that that i enjoyed that's all it was it wasn't stopping myself from doing something that could potentially turn into this whatever it is now but just is is me thinking in this way um conducive to me creating something uh or or, or creating a life for myself that is happy and um where i have more energy and more time and i'm able to spend more time with with the people that i love like if the thinking that i'm or if the thoughts that i have right now are not in line with that then stop thinking that it's pretty logical for me <laughs> but it, yeah ross what was your childhood dream growing up that's a good question i i think I was like a, I mentioned earlier. I mean, I was always into music. I started playing guitar when I was about fourteen. So I think maybe a rock star. I think, and maybe that'll still happen. Maybe I'll be like an origami DJ rock star or something. Now, just kidding. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, but I think that's it. Always had something to do with uh, performing and being on a stage of some kind. Well, I mean, yeah, and technically you are on a stage right now and you are performing. So, it, <laughs> so well, in some way, maybe, yeah, so maybe, maybe it has linked up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you thought about, do you, have you made any, um, origami instruments? Uh, I think I have designed a guitar, an origami guitar. If not, I should. Yes. You, totally, uh, you totally should. I make it so you can play. Should, yeah. <laughs> Serious, like yeah, it just, just has to be big enough to be like playable. It doesn't have to be huge, but you know. <laughs> and you could make—I mean, you could make a life-size one. Maybe with my newfound interest in electronics, I could add origami to the electronics, and you know, make an origami guitar that actually works. That would be quite a thing. That would be quite a thing. I think that would get a lot of people's attention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are your What are your dreams looking like for the future? So like I said, Joe, I mean, I, I don't really know what I'm going to be doing in five years time, but I think right now I just want to just keep on doing what I'm doing and keep on enjoying myself and yeah, just try and connect with as many people as possible. When I say connect, I mean, I, through Instagram, I've met a lot of people and a lot of people that have helped me along the way and a lot of people that I've helped as well. So, you know, doing more stuff like this, more being on, on shows and podcasts just to tell my story so people can hear that I was just this normal, well, I am just this normal guy, normal person that just did this thing that, you know, if you look at what it is, it's like, it's folding paper. It's like, you don't, it's like, should that really be something that you can ever make money from? It shouldn't. I mean, you know, it based, it shouldn't based on what society kind of looks at. And whenever I tell someone, yeah, I, you know, with a cheeky response when they ask me what I do for a living, I say, no, I fold paper for a living. They're like, whoa, there's a disconnect. They're like, uh -uh. so I just think that for me, I just want to, I just want to connect with people and I just want to hear what other, because I, I mean, there are hundreds of people on Instagram and on social media that are doing very similar things to what I'm doing. Maybe not with origami, but it's inspiring uh, a friend of mine has just launched a product on uh, Indiegogo, and I thought this was so inspiring for me. They had an they Indiegogo is similar to uh, Kickstarter, where you just you know if you've never heard of it before, and put it put a product or, or something out there and and see what happens with it. And 
I mean, they wanted a thousand dollars for this. It's like sticky uh, building block tape. So it's like kind of like Lego, but tape. Huh. And they hit like two days ago, they hit a million dollars. And it was just like, what? You know, thank you very much. That's And that's them sorted. And I, it, that was just... They, they planned it. They had this cool creative idea and they were like, cool, let's see what happens. Uh, and, and now they, they, they definitely, um, on a, a completely different path to where they were before. And these stories are coming up all the time, particularly in the social media and, and just online. It's just so easy to share something that looks cool. So if you have a cool idea, whatever it is, just go like, well, I'm just going to put it out there and, and see what happens. The resources are there. Use the free resources and channels and, yeah, and just go for it. <laughs> no, I I couldn't agree more. And um, yeah, I well, hey, look, some people count paper, some people push paper, <laughs> some people, you know, uh, you you just having to fold paper. It, you know, it's exactly. all about it's all about the uh the optics of of how you're looking at it. <laughs> and if if you think about, I mean, I used to build uh, websites and. Uh, the website is filled with web pages, essentially. So, you know, pages are paper as well. So it, it's, I think maybe, maybe life is just, life is pages. Life is paper, you know. <laughs> it is for me, at least. That sounds like a, a slogan Apple could use for their pages app. <laughs> life is pages. Um, it's, it's better than Microsoft's. Life is office. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> and you get the lookout windows, and that's about it. Um. Anyway, so, <laughs> but, Ross, how can people connect with you online? Um. Obviously, your Instagram. I want you to share. Uh. But is there any other ways to get in touch with you online? I have a website. My website is white-onrice.com. Um. I'm on Twitter. I'm I'm pretty much white on rice all over the uh, all over the internet. So. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all those other places. So yeah, if there's something you want to speak about or you want to just say hi or thank you for your story, I'd, I'd love to hear. And I'd love to hear what, what other people's stories are as well. And I mean, I'm very active on Instagram, so I try and respond to every single person that writes a comment, especially if it's a question. I think that's, you know... There's this assumption that because you've you've reached some level of whatever it is, you know, on on the internet, that you you no longer have to respond to people. Uh, and what you need to realize is that on in social media or on social media, you are responding to people. You're not responding to like Jackie Jack fifty five, which you know is just this random little robot that's decided to send you a hey, really like your work kind of thing. It's a person. It's another human being. So connect with those people. And I think that I. I that has definitely helped me grow uh, this whole thing for myself. It's just being a people's person and and connecting with as many people as possible and knowing that the person that's... Because if you think about it, this person that sends you a message to say, hey, I really like your stuff, you don't know who that person knows, you don't know who that person is, and they could potentially be talking about you with their friends, and their friends could potentially know people that need someone like you to do work for them. So, Yeah. So that was a very long way around uh, how people can get hold of me on the internet. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, my email address is ross at white-onrice.com. So you can get me there as well. Awesome. Well, I will definitely have those in the show notes at superjoeparo.com for everyone to check out. 
And, uh, you know, I, Ross, I, I'm so thankful that you reached out. So thankful that we got to, to meet, uh, here online. Um, before we wrap up, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Just do one thing every day that excites you. If you know, and, and also something I realized when I was working that is in hindsight, like pay attention to the thing that you're doing when you're supposed to be doing something else. So if you're working, what is the other thing that you like constantly thinking about or constantly wanting to do? Because that little bit of interest is, you know, could be, could be a, a gateway to getting a million followers on Instagram and starting a studio. Could be. You never know. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much, Ross, for taking the time today uh, on a Saturday, no less. I, I don't know. What time is it there? Because it's only 9.45 a.m. here. Yeah, it's uh, 3.45 here, so yeah, 3.45 in the afternoon, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking your your Saturday afternoon uh, to to hang out. No, thanks, Joe. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. You are very welcome, and I'd love to have you on again anytime in the future to uh, follow up and see how how everything's going and and check in with, with South Africa. Cool. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.